bust out your chimichangas and make sure you got your gats ready because this week we're discussing Deadpool 3. We're pitching Deadpool 3. Oh, see, you could have we could have done like an April Fool's thing where we like acted like Deadpool 3 was announced. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck it. Too late now. Also, April Fool's is for losers. I suppose. I'm Jackson. I'm home at the movies. And this is Bored and Annoyed. Bored and Annoyed. All right, so we're going to do our standard uh, movie news first. Yes. So, Dumbo. Uh, what a what a lovable fat fuck he is. Um, yeah, he didn't do so great at the box office. $45 million opening weekend. Pretty fucking low. I think that's one of the lowest for the live action remakes. Yeah, that's got to be the lowest. Is yeah. The lowest? I think it's the lowest. It's either that or it's Cinderella. So I'm not surprised. It's pretty. That's pretty. Oh, yeah. Fucking I suppose low. Cinderella didn't have much like heat behind it. Huh? No, it didn't. But yeah. it didn't cost anywhere near as much as making a CGI fucking <laughs> elephant for an entire film. Right. So, yeah. Uh, is that shocking to you as the no. person who saw this? No, it's not. Yeah. I thought the marketing was pretty weak. I think a lot of people felt kind of like how we did. Kind of almost like if you had to see it because you have children, you probably were dreading it. I'm all I mean, I think you killed your movie by having Tim Burton be the director personally. Oh, snap. I hate I, it's he's he's got his shtick and his people that like him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are just like, oh, it's Tim Burton. Yeah. Like, you know what At I mean? At this point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not 1995 anymore. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just I, I don't think he was the right choice, but we'll get into that because I, right. I did see it. Right. Well, I also think that Dumbo doesn't have anywhere near any kind of following and the marketing didn't do it any favors it's got those like tried and true dumbo people that like think it's the best disney movie yeah yeah those those racist crows in the first one sure make it sure make it a great film yeah you know we'll get into that okay okay because those characters are kind of missing from this movie not Mm. to sound like an asshole or anything but like you don't have the because i mean they're kind of fun characters if you watch Dumbo. I mean, they're like cartoony animal characters. You heard it here first, people. Racist <laughs> Jackson at it again. The, the, just, yeah, continue. <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> Pat on the black. <laughs> that was one of our, uh, that's, that's on the highlight reel for the podcast. When we do our clip show, that'll be one of them. Uh, yeah, so Mark Hamill is going to be the voice of Chucky. Yeah, saw this. Yeah, so as the resident Chucky fan. I mean, okay. <laughs> Am I a Chucky shill? Yeah. Well, I mean, I enjoy my Chucky, yeah, but yeah. I'm not like a, you know, I've seen them all. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, what's his name is great as Chucky. Yeah. But um, do, what do I think of this? Yeah. Uh, I guess if you have to change the voice, fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not happy about Brad Dourif not voicing Chucky anymore. So no mm-hmm. matter who you chose, I was going to be like, oh, well, it's not Chucky. It's like you could get fucking Russell Crowe to play, play Freddy Krueger. Mm. And I'd be like, he's my favorite actor, but he's not Robert England playing Freddy Krueger. So go fuck yourselves. Right. You know, I do feel like I'm of two minds on this, which is so Mark Hamill is great at voice acting. He is. Uh, his Joker is legendary. Um, probably some people would say the definitive Joker. My problem is, is that maybe he's going to veer a little too much into that. 
Oh, really? You think that he'll be like basically Joker inside of Chucky as far as the voice is concerned? That would be my concern. Would it work? Oh, absolutely. I think it would okay. work for, for absolutely. I mean, Chucky basically almost is the Joker just yeah. in a little doll. True. Yeah, so, he's I mean, got well, his quips and his and he's, he's more a, Riddler. Yeah, he's well, he's a little bit more sadistic, too. Yes. Okay. Well, Joker. Yes. It depends yes, on no. which depends Joker. On, depends on which Joker. We're right. talking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is in your news bit, but did you see that Joker poster that they released? Yeah, I did. That's oh, pretty fantastic. There I we go. Let's go. And we're talking about a segue. I can't fucking wait. It's going to gonna be so that. good. It's going to be so wait. good. Mark Marin actually had some comments on it because he's in that. He's movie. in it. That's right. Um, and he said it's basically a dissection of a mentally ill person that actually turns into the Joker. That's kind of like the pitch. So I kind of like, I mean, we need, I feel, I feel like we need some movies that deal with mental illness. Of course, uh, making the mentally ill look like they turn into a killer clown, maybe not the best representation, but, you know, but it's going to be good. Well, and I'm, uh, here we go. This is Zack Snyder. Here's a test for Zack Snyder. Mm. It's because everybody hated Zack Snyder's movies because they just don't get it. Right. Wake up to the real world, man. (laughs) People are fucked up, man. There's nobody who's good. This this drops 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody likes this movie. What does he have to say? Oh, man. Because it's not going to be like a light fucking superhero movie. It's going to be a goddamn C- vindicated <laughs> and you're like yeah. I, mean, I, I just tell him to shut the fuck up because it's like dude other people can do it because they understand how to do dark and gritty you don't it's amazing to think that the uh joker from suicide squad is a thing that exists well speaking of that apparently we've got footage of jared leto on the set of birds of prey Okay, so he's still a thing. I guess he's still a thing. I mean, there's DC. Is, what are you doing? I know you're right. I don't understand what's, what's going on yes. here. <laughs> You've got actors changing for characters in movies. You're telling us that like sequels aren't really sequels because now it's like not a shared universe anymore. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, are you recasting Superman because whoever the new Superman is is wearing the same suit at the end of uh, spoilers? Shazam. Also, as he, he did. Also, you know, he doesn't fit in that suit very well. He's nowhere near as swole as Cavill. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Nobody understands what's happening. DC doesn't understand what's happening. Um, now, I don't know if Jared Leto actually is on set for this, or it could just be like a body double because people are saying that this is the breakup scene of Harley Queen, Queen, Quinn, and uh, and Joker. So maybe it's that, and maybe it's like a cameo, and he's just out, and and we're done, and we're done. Maybe just pretend he never happened. I, I would like that. Yeah. And you know what's hilarious, too, is that he, like, did his method acting for this. Like, this was a huge deal for him. He was so into his role. Yeah, condoms. Yeah, he went all out. uh, What's his name from There Will Be Blood for this? Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, he went full Daniel Day-Lewis to play this epic performance that everyone thought was bad. Nobody... You're not Daniel Day-Lewis, 30 seconds to Mars, okay? Yeah, it's true. 30 seconds to shit is more like it. Daniel Day-Lewis should play the Joker. Too bad he's retired. Daniel Day-Lewis would be the best. He he actually was kind of a comic book villain type in uh, Gangs of New York. Yeah. Oh, God. He I was loved his, so good at it. I loved his performance in that movie. But, I mean, saying you loved Daniel Day-Lewis performance is like yeah. saying there's air. It's a fact. Yep. 
Uh, Cillian uh, uh, Murphy is that or Killian Murphy? Cillian, I believe. Cillian. I call him Cillian. Yeah, uh, Scarecrow from Batman Begins. Uh, he has joined John Krasinski's A Quiet Place too. All right. Pretty stoked about this. I think he's a great actor. He's very good. Big fan. Yeah. So kind of funny. I think he might be the first person in the cast to be announced even before Emily Blunt because she's still in talks. Oh, yeah. They're still having their mid their bedtime chats. Yep. yep. Emily, please be in my movie. Dear, <laughs> please be in my movie. You're no Pam and Jim, Emily. And oh, John. geez. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I love there you is both. a picture out there with Emily Blunt like visiting the set and the uh, what's her name Jenna Fisher's like in mm. the background like like mean mugging them really yeah and I, I you know it's clearly just like a perfect timed shot right yeah, yeah it doesn't mean anything but it is funny it is good yeah do you know Jenna Fisher actually dated um uh, or I James think was Gunn, James married Gunn. yeah married yeah and apparently they're still like friendly and they like each other amazing it's pretty crazy i find that shit impressive what i don't find impressive is steven spielberg saying something stupid what did he say this time so he said that streaming movies should not be considered for awards they're not like real movies yep what i don't get it it needs to be in the theater and he even has a problem with like, and this is what they need to do apparently in order to get like the the awards nominations or whatever. But like Roma had like a week long, yep, engagement. Yep, um, it's a I week. don't even see why you need that. It's a week long engagement in certain theaters in the like L.A. area. That's what qualifies you. It's not, you can't be in. That's so stupid. Yeah, you can't be in a Toronto theater for a week. You should be able to make a, a, an hour-long movie and throw it up on YouTube for free. And if it's good, that's all that matters. That's, there shouldn't be any yep. qualification other than, is it good? Yeah, it's one of the dumbest thing. It's probably the dumbest thing that Steven Spielberg's ever said. I think he's been drinking that whole Zack Snyder Kool-Aid a little bit. <laughs> well, he's just bitter and pissy because his way is dying, right? I think that, I mean, yeah, you do see that with directors. You see, like, a certain amount of fear with, like, say, like, uh, Christopher Nolan, the idea of, like, digital over film. Oh, he hates you know? digital. Yeah, like, that's And right. it's like, that's fine. And, yeah, film actually, more often than not, does look better. But it's the ease of... of uh, you know, taking down the barriers to production. That's kind of the idea. Well, I'm sorry, too. You can make all these like 70 millimeter fucking, you know, film stock movies, but there aren't places like we don't have a place that'll show that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's it it's a dying thing. You're you you can. And, and it's not like digital's that much worse at this point. No. So no. it's easier to work with. Yep. It's it's happening. You know, yeah. I, whatever. Yeah, it is. It's just kind of old men clinging to their old ways. Yeah. Which old is, white men. I, hey, I didn't say it. <laughs> as the left, as the lefty, <laughs> I didn't say it. Spike Lee would never say this shit. That's true. He would just want to leave after being trashed. <laughs> after his movie didn't win. Oh, my God. just want to leave. He'd just want to leave. Yeah. yeah. The other guy's movie about race won. Not my movie about race. Well, what what do you, what do you, what do you, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, that's what happened. It is. I still got nothing. (laughs) 
Continue. I'm done. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, last last piece of news. Breaking news today. Oh. The Avengers tickets went on sale. Okay. Broke the Force Awakens uh, 24-hour record for uh, uh, tickets sold in six hours. That's insane. That's fucking nuts. This is crazy. That is crazy. How much money is it going to make? I'm... Based on that now, I don't feel insane in saying like a 280 million, 275 is within reach. For the opening weekend? For the opening weekend. And I think 2 billion, because now they're saying, okay, so China has like, okay, on Infinity War, which has the biggest like global opening weekend at like 640 opening weekend. Okay. Um, China was released like a week later. So China wasn't included in that, and that opened to like 180 in China. Okay. So we're looking at this movie, if it does, and I think it's going to do more as well as China or as as well as Infinity War, it's going to do 820 million opening weekend. You're not factoring in the legs that Shazam is going to have. It's really going to put a dent in this number. <laughs> it's, it's just going to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be a That's, real race to that, that the top. C plus B minus superhero movie is just, just for oof. kicks. I'm pulling up the seating chart at our local IMAX here. I just want to see. Let's see. I'm going to the 7 p.m. show on Friday. That's a pretty primo time to see it. Come and see him, guys. Yeah, I'll be there we, on Thursday night at 6. There's a lot of IMAXs. They'll have to guess. Oh yeah, so it's. I mean, it's it's filling up. Yeah, it's filling up. Um. I'm really fucking pumped. I'm unbelievably I'm, pumped. I'm nervous, though, because it's three hours long, and I will not take a piss break. No matter I will how not. My penis could be about to explode, and I will not piss. I am basically going to have the biggest lunch and just not eat anything until the movie's just done. Just eat a whole loaf of bread before you go into the theater yep. with no yep. water. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just have it. I'll be so dehydrated <laughs> by the end of the movie. And then you're going again. I'm, go- I'm so going. So that, that time you might be able to like find a good piss break yep. spot. Yep. And I'm in the theater with uh, better seats. So ah, that's true. Um, but, but yeah, that's insane. Six hours. So yeah, we both got our tickets for that today. I also uh, Ghost is coming back to the United States, so I bought tickets for that today too. So today Ooh. was just a ticket buying Oof. bonanza for that's, me. That's pretty it's very awesome. stressful buying tickets these days it was stressful buying these avengers tickets because the sites kept on crashing at least you knew that like everyone else is having problems too so if you're on top of it yeah like i had my adam tickets up my fandango, fandango. up and then i had the actual theater website up yeah and i'm like reloading Refl- pages uh, yep. <laughs> and i know like when this happens i'm in yeah you know yep. so it almost helps you i was the second person to buy tickets for well, my, for the Avengers movie today. W- uh, during my screen for the the screening that I'm seeing, which is the first IMAX screening. Oh, lo- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. By the time it actually loaded, I thought I was going to be the first because when I went in, there were no seats taken. Yeah, but sure. it just wasn't. I, I probably bought the tickets, like actually had it loaded, ready to pay for them. Yeah, like twenty times, but it kept freezing. By the time I was actually able to buy them. Half the theater was bought. I don't understand. And maybe somebody who has some technical expertise on shit like this. So clearly there's not a queue of like one person at a time is picking their seats. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Right. That's so what I've, how, yeah. So how the fuck do they do it? I mean, 
Is it just if you if someone else is picking K15 through K17 or whatever? That's yeah. And you go to buy that, but they have them selected. If you buy first, you get them and then they go to click buy and they're told that their seats aren't there. Is that the that's the only way I think that, that must have been what was happening to me. That must so, have been what was happening. So like which doesn't reward you for buying large amounts because I I was the designated buy tickets. It's for the us. worst, by the way, being yeah. the designated buy tickets, especially when Star Wars was coming out. Oh, I and remember like the that. Trailer, page, yep. Yeah, the trail, <laughs> yeah. like oh, halftime of the Monday Night Football game, like blah 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 blah. blah. I have ten people that were <laughs> yeah. needed tickets. Yep. It's like all right, guys. Well, if the limit's nine. Sorry. Someone's fucked and it's that, not me. How fitting was it that that was like the last movie that we went and waited in line for? That was the last one I went and waited oh, yeah. in line for. Oh, yeah. that's It was Force Awakens. Yeah. And you know what? Good seats. Good like seats. You were, you were given... You were given a, a, there's a benefit to being early. You can't <laughs> yeah. show up after the trailers are over and yep. fucking distract people. Yep. You know what? Simpler time. Simpler time. I yeah. mean, would I trade it? Probably not. But you know, I get it. I, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss it. Well, like, okay, we got to get there early. It made it an event. Yeah. We got to get there early. We're going to kick it in line and so, get all stoked to yeah. go into the movie. Yep. yep. You know? So. There's something that actually made me think about this, which is the idea of playing trailers before movies now. It was like entertainment while you waited for the movie to start. But now that you don't have to show up and people are showing up 10, 15 minutes late because of the trailers playing, it's almost eliminated the desire or the need for these theaters. to. Because if you're interested in now, I say that as a movie buff and I see these these trailers all the time that's the problem is that we see the same trailers 80 fucking times because right. we go constantly right but since most people are just missing the trailers anyways there's almost no point in showing trailers now i don't want them to go away but maybe maybe they will or maybe they'll lessen over the years because there's no waiting in line there's no need to be it's there true. early so we'll see it is true. Bunch of old that white is what guys. we're talking about, by old the way. I don't white know if guys we made holding this. on to our fucking old ways. <laughs> I don't know if we made this clear, but we're talking about the change from buying general admission tickets yeah. versus selecting seats. Yeah. Um Yeah, you know, that's like a whole that's a whole bucket of worms you could open on that yeah. one. I think there's benefits to not picking seats. There is, but the benefit of not having to the benefit of not having to show up three hours early to Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's like between that and the movie, that's like half that's your day. True. But it's an event. It's like it, a it thing. Is, it is an event. You know, like it doesn't feel like that so much anymore. I don't know. I feel like I've, <laughs> I feel like Endgame's going to be an event. I don't know. You're not going to like you're hyped in your head, but there's something about like, OK, hey, buddies. Like, we'll go get some food. Yeah, yeah. And we'll go to the theater. I do and miss then you, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do miss that. You can still do that. You just don't have to wait in line anymore. But there's no point. Like, yeah, that was why you did it, though. Yeah. Like, you, if you, and, and you felt like you fucking accomplished something. Like, if you got good seats. Do you hear this, people? Jackson is missing his human connection. Yeah, that's true. I kind of miss the day, the good old days. Although it was always a bitch when you show up when you were like late, yeah, and you're like in the second row or some shit. You're that like, was the worst. Buy fucking when you'd, tickets. When you'd, you'd look out and you'd look 
tilt your head to the side you see like the 70 people that are in front of you you're like yeah fuck you just had to go to the bathroom before we came huh i think i think uh reserve tickets should only be with the recliners the imax with the regular seats they shouldn't have reserve tickets also also i'm just gonna say this you've eliminated the discussion of I told you we should have left three hours early. That's true. There's no longer that guy, which usually was me. Well, okay. Now, there is still a game being played because now you have to be the first to buy the tickets. But yeah. to me, there's so many fucking like freezing computers and issues, technical issues with these sites that it's like, it's not fair. It's not necessarily the first person that was on his game that got the yeah. good seats. Yep. It's like who didn't have the most problems yeah. that were of no fault of their own. Well, that was the funny thing is like the tickets went on sale at seven. And I bought my Friday tickets first because the Thursday theater was not prepared, like always. Oh, sick burn. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not even going to give them shade and tell them, tell the people who it is. But tickets went on sale at seven. Bought my Friday tickets at seven oh six. Theater was 70 percent sold out. It was fucking nuts. It was crazy. Six minutes. Well, yeah, you know, Marcus, though, they probably did sell out faster because guess what? Shit was there. Well, it's just so funny. Like, I'm sorry, but that IMAX screening would probably be sold out if mm. everyone who was on their fucking phone at 7 a.m. this morning. Yep. Like had that option. Yep. And if, you you, know, and if you're not lucky enough to have a job where you actually are on a computer to. Yeah, have that's that the shit other refreshed, thing. You're fucked. You're fucked. You're absolutely because you fucked. can't you can't be there refreshing the shit on your phone. So you're fucked. That sucks. I feel bad for you people. I was one yeah, of you, you at one Amish. point. Yeah, you Amish. <laughs> oh, boy. There's uh, some Amish guy that's like sneakily listening to our podcast away from his, his oh, parents. brothers, who, I'm going yeah. to go out and churn the butter. Yeah, he's, I'm so bored and annoyed with the churn, with the, with the butter. How come it's okay to just rip on them? <laughs> Any other like group, it's offensive. Uh, but... Yeah, ah, fuck it. That's weird. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck the Amish. <laughs> Bold statement. <laughs> fuck the Amish. They're not listeners. Yep. All right, let's get into shit we watched. All right. Uh, yeah, I've got a bucket of shit again. Gee, what a surprise. Yeah, I've got a whole bucket of shit. Uh, you want to do one that we both watched to start the segment? Sure, or you want to yeah. save those for the end? Yeah. All right. The Highwaymen. Yeah. Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson. Woody What'd Harrelson. you think? Discuss. That's... <laughs> I thought it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, I did too. Um, it's not great. Uh, there are moments of greatness. I there, think Woody Harrelson is fucking fantastic. There are moments in this that are like, and there's and there's a thematic element of this mm -hmm. that I fucking loved, which was the idea of like how we 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 idolize gangsters and the bad yeah, guys yeah, and yeah. like you know you you go through life you see all these gangster movies like we've talked about scarface before right yep uh like even goodfellas the mob mm -hmm. movies whatever and you're always kind of seeing it from their point of view and they're they're your protagonists they're the ones you're followed that you're interested yeah. in or whatever and not only does this movie flip it in such a way where it's like you're following the cops who are after uh bonnie and clyde yeah but it also is it's a commentary on that because ever all these people they have to deal with all the people in the movie who are that way 
who yes. are like running up, like wanting to meet Bonnie and Clyde and, and they want them to fucking succeed over the right. cops and whatever. Yeah. And it's like the cops are just doing their jobs like. And they have good motivation for doing what they're doing because they're right. trying to save innocent people from being killed. Now, more often than not, it was a cop being killed. Yes. I, um, yeah, it was. But that's still a human being, which is, I think, an important thing for people well, to be I reminded think, of yeah, that's in this day and age. Mo- right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was important. Uh, yeah, Kevin Costner is a little one note. He's still good. Like, he's still like a good actor. He's good at his shtick, for sure. Um, probably the best, like, voice work he's done in a while, because uh, <laughs> uh, we all know what happened on uh, on Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin but, of Loxley. Uh, yeah. Well, that was a better British accent than what he had. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought he was pretty good, but he was a little bit of a one-note character. Some of the writing... Uh, we talked about it in one of our reviews this week. Uh, I could feel the screenwriter in a couple of the scenes. Um, and so that took me out. There's okay. a moment There's a moment where his wife says something along the lines of like, I knew who you were when I married you. Yes. And I was like, mm, that is such a movie line. I know. It's a bit much. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's movie shorthand for like, he's such a wild, wild right. rebel, badass. I can't tame him. I'm just the woman, you know, and it's just, it's kind of like, okay, that's, I mean, it's not inaccurate to the time. I mean, I like the idea that she like, isn't going to try and stop him from doing this because she knows that like, there's nothing she can say. Right. But yeah, you're right. It's like, we got that before that line was spoken. Yeah. Um, I loved, uh, yeah, I, I liked I liked quite a bit in this movie. Harrelson is just fantastic, though. The scene where they show up and, and like Harrelson's waiting for him at the car after uh, Costner gets the guns, which you said was a great scene. Absolutely true. Yeah, it was. Um, but that scene is maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie because of the character dynamic. Um, and the, the movie really pops quite a bit when those two are on screen together. I was sitting there thinking, like, this might not be the best movie, but I'm ready for the next, like, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson road trip team up movie. Yes. I mean, they they did. They were a good yin and yang as far as their personalities were concerned. Yep. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of it was a little, I don't want to say stock, but it was it was a little, I don't know, maybe by the books, but it still was well done. It's not like it was. Bad. No. It was just kind of some of it wasn't as good as other parts. There were parts that were excellent. Like like the scene, a couple of the scenes really got me. There's a scene where Kevin Costner, um, he has a conversation with uh with uh Clyde's dad. Yeah. Great. Great scene. Yeah. yeah. And then there's one where Woody Harrelson kind of has a monologue. This movie yeah. has a few monologues. Yeah. And they're good. Like the, the Kevin Costner with uh with uh, uh Clyde's father yes. is the scene that now, almost completely or not yeah, Clyde, right? Yeah, yeah, no, but I just don't want to spoil anything. It's the well, I, no, I'm not gonna I'm spoil just saying anything. details, yeah. Right, I'm just no, protecting I, I'm our just gonna listeners. say it's the scene that almost turned me around on his character from finding him just okay to finding him good or great yeah um didn't quite get there but it was still a really good scene and it, yeah. got, and it went, went a long way for his character right. really i would did. agree um well even like when woody harrelson has a monologue later in the movie and it's kind of about him and he's yeah. kind of just listening yeah good just stuff great there's good stuff there's a lot of i I cannot speak highly enough about Woody Harrelson. He's fantastic. He's funny. He's heartbreaking. He's, I think, everything that you expect from a good Woody Harrelson performance. He's so good, period. He needs to be in more movies. Yeah. I just fucking love the man. He's great. 
He is. He was but, great. You know what else he was great in that like people don't think of him in? Hmm. And like I didn't like the movies as much as other people did or whatever was the Hunger Games movies. Yeah, he was fine in those. He just he's got that like likable fucking yeah. personality and look. Hmm. Like you see him and you're like, oh, I'm glad Woody Harrelson's in this. Yep. Raised the bar for the, <laughs> for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, what what else did you watch? Uh let's see here. I watched uh I watched a film called Chud. Chud. Which is, uh, uh, actually, it was funny because uh, it was the Joe Bob. He has his show back this week where every every Friday, Joe Bob Briggs, the movie host on Shudder, is going to do two movies. And it was Chud this week was one of them. And I had just seen that, like, that day that uh, Jay from uh, Red Letter Media had said that Chud was on um chud was on top of the tv like the box for the vhs and us uh-huh. at the beginning like like that's Jordan pretty Peele good it. okay and it's called and it stands for Q, uh cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers mm. which is you know us it kind of makes sense so like, the what, underground, like 1986 whatever. yeah 80s uh was uh let's see here i believe it was 84 okay uh the movie wasn't good okay uh it's got daniel stern in it which is bizarre, like John Goodman's in it for a scene. Really? But basically the premise is that Daniel Stern plays this like kind of like soup kitchen operating like preacher guy kind of a a, he's like he's like a homeless helping other homeless. He's kind of a dirty guy. And all of a sudden, all of the homeless people who live down in the subways and the tunnels Mm. are missing. Like he hasn't seen them in a while. So then it turns into this like what the evil corporations like doing something and whatever and mm-hmm. it creates these cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers which right, are these I'm creatures this movie. which are these creatures well that's just it though it's like you hear that and it sounds like like a, like a fun premise a fun, yes they're not in it like at all oh yeah see oh see oh see you thought that'd be in the movie huh yeah. <laughs> That might be one of your better impressions, by the way. Thank you. Sometimes that is better. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, keeping with horror, I watched a movie called Blood Feast mm. from 1963. Uh, apparently, it was made from a director who he um, he was kind of an exploitative director. So prior to sixty or prior to sixty three, he. Um, he kind of made a bunch of like, you know, titty movies and shit. Mm, right. Um, but then that was like, okay, all of a sudden. So like, he's like, okay, on to the, what else can I shock people with? And he made blood feast. Okay. And this is about an Egyptian caterer who, <laughs> okay. Who is hired by this woman to do the catering for like her daughter's like bachelorette party or birthday party or whatever. Oh, 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 okay. I, I want to, I know you're going to get to it. I just, the second that you said Egyptian caterer, I'm like, okay, this guy's ethnicity has to come into play here. Uh, does it, does it not? I'll be shocked. Um, no, he's like a white guy with his, his hair dyed gray. Like it looks like somebody took gray silver oh, spray paint and like sprayed his eyebrows and his hair. Okay. For some reason I was like, what is he like? Try to like sacrifice people to the Sphinx or something. Is that what he's doing? All right. So, okay. Yeah. So basically there's this old legend and I don't even know if it's real or if they just made it up. So for it's the probably, movie, probably made up um, where basically like 
there would be a woman who was like sacrificed and based that they would they would take they'd take a bunch of people's body parts mm-hmm. and they would use that as like the feast that's served around the sacrificial uh, whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah he's a serial killer who's basically going around killing all these people and taking like a different body part from each one of them okay and it's terrible <laughs> It is awful. Uh, the 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 gore in it is hilarious. It looks like red paint, like thick red paint. There's a scene where he goes into a woman's hotel room and he like rips her tongue out with his bare hand, like one hand. He somehow reaches in there. It's that Egyptian like, strength. That apparently ancient, so. that ancient Egyptian strength. But yeah, uh, by the way, the guy's name is uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis. He's the director. Um, Mal Arnold plays Fwad Ramses. That's the bad guy. Okay. That's the killer. But there's scenes where like the cops are, uh, the cops are like sitting there, like in a room, like discussing okay. like the case, like, Oh, I just wish we could get a, catch a break in this. Huh? Like, you know, and it like is the mic in the corner of the room on the opposite side. And and like, you can tell the guy's not a filmmaker because every shot, the characters are centered dead center. There's a scene where the woman, like the leading lady of the film Mm -hmm. is completely reading off of cue cards. She's having a conversation with one other woman who's in the room and she's (laughs) looking over at the camera and like looking back as she's talking, like saying her lines. It was fucking terrible. Uh, F okay f not an f plus either like just a fucking bore fest but yeah what did you what else did you watch uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know if i can i don't know if i can top that um i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about wild at heart oh yeah that's right nick cage laura dern everybody loves this movie this movie sucks balls i've never seen this this and movie I've been told by multiple people that i need to see this why it, is it so bad i'm shocked i was shocked that you said it was this bad it's 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 so over the top it's like watching a soap opera have you ever seen twin peaks uh, I've seen bits and pieces, but no, I can't say that I've seen okay. it. Okay. What's it about? So what's the plot? It's David Lynch. I know. This yeah, is it's David a Lynch. It's such a David Lynch movie. So Nick Cage is dating a like 20 year old daughter of uh, like a woman who I guess was the daughter of a, of a, a, a mobster of some kind. And her mobster father is dead. So only her mother is alive. Okay. And her mom doesn't want Nick Cage to be with her, so she sends a guy after him. He kills the dude. This is not spoilers, because this happens in the first minute of the movie. All right. He kills a dude, like, smashes his head into the ground, He goes to jail for, like, five years for manslaughter, comes out, still seeing Laura Dern. You see so much of Laura Dern's boobs. It's fucking ridiculous. It's it, funny because I can't help but like think of her now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see Laura Dern's boobs. You don't want to see him then. Oh, really? They're not that great. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they're kind of like driving along. He breaks his parole um, so that they can be together or whatever. And uh, and then, yeah, the mom like starts sending people after him to to kill him and bring her daughter back and uh so they're hitmen after them and um it's kind of like a road trip for those two 
And it's just God fucking awful. The characters are all cartoon characters. They sound like they're reading off of cue cards, but they're not at least looking at cue cards. Um, everybody has like just these, these awful, awful, like southern panhandle kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, just the worst southern accent you could ever imagine. And it's just, it's just, just horrendous. People say some of the dumbest fucking shit. Um, it's it's got these like forced parallels between it and like uh, 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 Wizard of Oz. Which okay. I'm, which I'm sitting here and I'm like, you can't just throw in parallels to a classic movie and then just be a good movie. That's not how shit works. You don't just get to be like, oh, we're down the yellow brick road now, or have Laura Dern click red heels together because she's sad because William Defoe came in and kind of roughed her up a little bit. Willem Defoe. Will- Willem Defoe. I'm sorry. We're going to get you some someday. someday. Someday it'll be trained out of me. But uh, yeah, he's in this. Here's a little tidbit. He's wearing fake teeth. He smiles at one point. His smile is too wide, and you see his real teeth underneath the fake teeth. Underneath the gums of the fake teeth. What do you, okay, not to change the topic, but right. we'll kind of stay on topic, but David Lynch, overrated? Fuck yeah. Yeah, you think so? Fuck yeah. Twin Peaks is all right. Like the first two seasons. Okay, the first season of Twin Peaks is pretty weird and out there and kind of disturbing. Okay. Um, the second season completely loses its shit. I haven't seen the newest one that like, cause they brought it back like 20 plus years later or whatever. Okay. I haven't seen that one. I think he is, he's, I think he's glorified because some people who love film love something different for the sake of it being different. And it's like, but this is soap opera bullshit, shitty writing, excessive nudity, excessive violence for no fucking reason. I mean, it's literally like they go to a place, they say some stupid shit, then they have sex, then they get into a car, say some more stupid shit, then they have sex, then they go to a car, say some more stupid shit. It's fucking horrendous i've always felt like everybody kind of likes him because he's weird and it's like need to like him because he's weird yeah i mean not to say he's bad like i do i do find Eraserhead to be a really entertaining watch Mm -hmm. um his dune i think is the fucking worst uh but yeah i I don't know i think that's a good question sometimes with with guys like him where it's like do we really like him because we have an enjoyable time watching his movies or is it just because it's weird if and like i think that yorgos lanthimos guy is better than david lynch oh definitely yeah i've and and here's the thing i didn't even really like the lobster all that much and i think that he's better than david lynch right um because they both are weird not to say they're the same but but they're they're both like you go in and you're like you're ready for that flavor. You know yeah. what you know what I'm saying. But like, David Lynch, I mean, it was a slog to get through this movie. Apparently, so during like they they screen this movie during the the first screening, over half of like this the the screening left. This was a soft core porn. That's basically it's like what a Skinamax this, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the sex scenes are so excessive; it's ridiculous. And I'm normally like I don't give a shit. <laughs> But it's just like they're there to be there. They're there to be. It's so. And I was hoping for like a cheesy, stupid Nick Cage movie where I could like laugh at his dumb performance. There's not even that. Is he good in it? I don't think anybody's good in it. Okay. I don't think that 
it's weird because it's like, are you going for it intentionally? And just because you're going for it intentionally doesn't mean it works. But are you going for like this soap opera shitty acting thing? Because if that's what you're going for, you're hitting it. But is it a good idea to aim for that? No. Is it entertaining? Are you saying something? Or are you? It's fucking garbage. <sighs> you it's know, an F. It's an it's absolute. An F. F. Yeah. I uh, I think my favorite movie of his is probably one of his more like normal, like textbook, mm-hmm. not David Lynch esque movies, which was The Elephant Man. I don't think I ever saw The Elephant oh, Man. Oh, it's great, and it's just a movie. It's not like this fucking. You know what I mean? It's a black what, and white movie about the elephant man. That's and what it's he a needs. Normal movie. That's what he needs. He just needs shit like that. But, but yeah, anyways, I mean, he is good. He's good at what he does. I mean, I, I just feel like I don't know. He's not on my top five list or top ten list. You I don't can, think you can watch this movie if you want. I don't know why people are telling you you must watch it. But if you if you watch it. Tell me how long before you wanted to turn it off. Okay. You're guaranteeing I won't like it? Or is Uh, there a possibility I'm going to like this? I mean, there's always a possibility. If I were to put a figure on it, it's probably less than 5%, though. (laughs) Really? I would say. say, Oh, God, I I got to watch it. um, I've never seen it. But yeah, I don't know. About 15, 20 minutes in, I wanted to turn it off. I only finished it because of the podcast. So what did you watch? Uh the rest of my stuff is pretty good. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Basket Case. Mm. Uh, I'm giving it a B minus. Okay. Uh, it's about this guy who moves into New York and he's got a wicker basket that has his removed Siamese twin brother that lives in it. Oh. And it's like a little monster character. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking blast. It's a, when was this made? Uh, 1982. Okay, sounds like a 1982 movie. And it movie. is a blast. Okay. It's just bizarre. Like, basically, the 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 they were forced to be separated mm-hmm. um, when they were kids. And ba- they're going after the doctors who performed the separation. Oh, revenge tale. Yeah, and he, yeah. like, literally carries his brother around everywhere he goes. Mm. in a little basket and nobody knows what's in the basket do they ever like do they ever like tape like duct tape each other to each other no okay no but uh they used to be able to telepathically speak to each other when they were attached but now the basket kid can telepathically speak to the old the brother who's out Uh. but not reverse Uh, okay okay um God, that would be annoying. It's a bizarre movie. That'd be like, annoying. There's a there's a uh, there's a, a a rape scene oh, in it. Oh, great. Uh, so another. But it's movie. not. It's not. It's like uncomfortable because it's so weird. Another like, movie with Jackson where there's rape in it, and he just loved it. It was good. <laughs> the movie was good, but the the rape scene. I mean, like to be fair, right? It's not realistic. Right. It's like a. It involves the the puppet eighties, you oh, know. Oh, yes. Oh. Which means it's almost funny. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that, that would suck though to have like like a brother who's like they can't see you, they're dependent on you all the time, and then they could just like send thoughts into your head. So you're like out. You're like I'm gonna go and pick up this lady at the bar. It's and and he's just like, where are you? Yeah, no, I need that to go kind to of the shit bathroom. happens. Yeah. I need to well, go no, to the bathroom. He's not dependent, though. He can, like, get out of the basket. Oh. I mean, he's the killer. Oh, he's the, the killer. Okay. 
I mean, this is worth a watch. It's fucking, it's hilarious. So I was just picturing like he couldn't move. So like no, the older like, brother like throws him at people. He like crawls out of the basket and like, you know, <laughs> shimmies around and shit. And like, there's like stop okay. motion animation that looks just awful. So are they, you going, know? Are, are they going for disturbing or silly in this? Both. Both. Okay. Both. Okay. And they hit on both. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it's good. And it's right. got a fun little story. I mean, it's very eighties. You're right. Like like he comes into New York and stays at like the cheap hotel, yeah, and yeah. there's like the characters that live in the different rooms. Like there's a nosy character. There's kind of like a prostitute like hmm. character. The guy who runs the hotel is like a grump who's always like quiet down up there. You know. <laughs> I love that. I love that character. What else do you got? Uh, Reanimator. Oh, that's a that's a classic. Yes, that's actually really fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Jeffrey Combs, who those of you who grew up in the 90s might remember him from a underrated gem that I really enjoy. The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he plays this weird like med student guy who comes up with this serum that he can bring people back to life with. OK. And there's all sorts of visual gags. There's like a character who basically has his head chopped off and is like his head's in like a, a tray while his body's also moving around and talking and whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just a fun movie. Yeah. What's a, a minus. A minus. Really? A minus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's just it's and, and that's the thing. It's efficiently made mm-hmm. where it's like it's going from scene to scene. You're never not entertained. Is it like a fucking dramatic masterpiece? No, but it's fucking great. It's a fun time. Yeah. What else do you got? Jesus Christ. Oh, because I know we have one more in common. We do. We do. Uh, The last one or one of the ones that I don't have in common with you would be Demons. Okay. Which I turned this on last night. This was uh, produced by um, um, Dario Argento. Mm, Okay. The plot is basically that like people get invited to this screening of a horror movie. Mm -hmm. And what's happening in the movie starts happening in the theater. And, like, people start turning into demons and shit and, like, coming Mm -hmm. and attacking people or whatever. Fucking blast of a movie. Really? Yeah. I turned it on last night. I'm like, hey, I'll start this. When I get tired, I'll, you know, I'll just fall asleep. Whatever. It's just going to be another cheesy, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, It was cheesy. But, oh, boy, is it fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, like the, the the characters start turning into these like, eat, you know, they're they're demons, but they're basically zombies mm-hmm. and uh, everything's going to shit. There's no character development okay. like at all. OK. I mean, it's just. The, it, but that's not what the movie no, is about. That's not what the movie is. And it's fun. I give it a B. OK. Uh, yeah. Before we go into uh, one of our shared ones uh, might be the last thing we discuss. I'm not sure. Uh, do you have something else? I because I had one more thing. I, I have say. Dumbo. Oh yeah, that's correct. I'm gonna just put mine out here real quick, which is um, uh, I'm gonna kind of pull a U and say that I rewatched something. Okay. So I started rewatching that anime that I told you about, uh, My Hero Academia. Sure. About the uh, superhero school. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. Shit is just fantastic. The music in that show, I'm probably just going to, I'm just going to pause it here and I'm just going to play a little, little clip because the music is fucking fantastic.
that's just great. And the story is great. And the voice acting is great. And the action is great. This is, this is just top three anime of all time. My, okay. my list. It's so fucking I'm good. I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot I'm watching Death Note. You still so reminded okay. me yeah. to finish Death Note. Okay. So yeah, about that, uh, about that Dumbo. Right after I've hit my vape. This show is brought to you by <laughs> the floating, fly, flying, dumb, dumb vape, dumb, Dumbo. Get, get your vape here. I'm going with the circus theme. Get your vape here. Yeah, circus peanut flavored vape. Yeah. That sounds disgusting, by the way. <laughs> those things are the worst. How did those ever, like as a kid, I could eat those. I don't right. think I could eat those now. My my dad would always get those, and then he'd get like those like a uh, big yum, uh, uh, like a bag of of bubble gum that's just called Big Yum. Okay. He, oh, do you remember? Fucking... Or do you remember what? What are your thoughts on candy corn? You know, I liked it as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, fuck no, disgusting. This thing is weird. I feel like if I ate like six of those right now, those little candy corn, mm-hmm. I would have a stomach ache for like three days. Mm-hmm. They're just gross. Like, what are they? Yeah. You know, yeah. But anyway, Dumbo. Dumbo, yeah. Um, first half of it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, then it turns into this boring stock bullshit Tim Burton movie, and it's just not good. Does, I, it's just not good. I'm sorry, folks. So, so question: Does Dumbo actually speak in this? No. Oh, God. You wanted him to speak? I did. Really. Honestly, when I saw it and I was like, well, he's not a fucking talking. He just flies. Like, I get that it's like it was a cartoon before, so we kind of had to make him talk, but like gave him some personality. I'm sure he probably has some personality, but he just looked like he was just sad the whole time in this movie. Uh, He's not. He's happy. Quite okay. a bit. The, the elephant's not bad. The stuff with the elephant is the best stuff, but it's also uh, we we talk a little bit in the Hotel Mumbai review yeah. about about um, you know manipulative right screenwriting and like you know this is another example of that where it's uh, it's like who isn't sad from a sad little cute elephant that's losing its mom? It's like right. it doesn't. I I can't give them credit. For like an emotional like moment when literally if you're not sad about this or mm-hmm. you don't have any feelings about it, you're just a cold hearted bastard anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff works because why wouldn't it work? Right. I, I, but but then the movie turns into this. The corporate chill played by Michael Keaton yeah, yeah. buys their circus yep. and it takes them to like the dreamland amusement park mm-hmm. where he, you know, is abusive. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. You've seen the movie. Um, it gets, uh, uh, uh I'm, I'm waffling between like D plus and C minus just because okay. it's competently made enough. But when it got out, I was just, I was kind of just sitting there like, uh, I, I don't understand what they were thinking. They could have gone in a different direction with this. Right. Now, I don't even remember Dumbo talking in the original Dumbo. I'm pretty sure he talks. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. I watched that movie probably once as a kid. 
So it's also missing. I know we like to harp on the racist crow characters, yeah, yeah. and I don't even remember really why they're racist. I've, it's been so long. I don't remember like if they. I saw. Are they supposed to be like blackface, like minstrel show type characters? They're they're just very stereotypical, um, like how blacks they're, were portrayed at the time. Okay. Also, they're very you know sort of like shysters, really kind of taking advantage of him. Okay. And, you know, well, and, they, the and mo- they treat him like a, everybody in that movie, from what I remember, treats Dumbo like garbage. So in this, most treat him like garbage, but it is missing like some other animal characters. Yeah. Like this movie doesn't really f- like, have that. Like, isn't there any? Uh, I heard there was a John Q. Mouse in the in the original. Yeah, but there's and and the mouse is in this for like a second, but basically it's the story is about the kids uh their mom died and uh Colin Farrell plays their dad who comes back from war with one arm. Oh. And the mom was the one who kind of fostered their creativity and, you know, and he's all don't be creative. And he's all like, we've got to work in the circus, like Mm. blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they turn his heart from ice cold to Mm. warm and whatever. Dumbo made him learn to love and have. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's. One thing I have to mention, though, is I was sitting there super distracted because the little girl looks exactly like uh, uh, the 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 black chick in Westworld. Oh, okay, Yeah. And I'm sitting there super fucking distracted by it, like to the point where I was like, I need I need to pull out my phone and see if it's Thandie Newton's daughter. Mm -hmm. So after the movie, I looked it up. It's Thandie Newton's daughter. Is it looks so much like her. Mm. That you can peg it as like, there's no way it's a clone of Thandie Newton. That's crazy. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's, it sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It's like, and people don't like beauty and the beast. I liked beauty and the beast. This one sucks. This is the first one I've seen of the live action movies that gives me pause. And now I can say, okay, I think Aladdin's going to suck now because before I hadn't earned the right, they hadn't done anything. Cinderella, I thought, was fine. I didn't see that one. And Maleficent, even though it's not a remake, it's, you know, it's a retread. That was barely fine. Yeah, for me, it was basically just Beauty and the Beast, which is, to me, not as good as Jungle Book. Jungle Book is their best movie. Which is why Lion King is like so, it's just, it's going to be great. Like, it's just going to be. Yeah. It's just going to be. And it's going to make all the fucking money. Um, All the money that the Avengers doesn't make this month uh, is going to Lion King. Well, Avengers will be basically done by the time that comes out, which is why Disney is just a bunch of fucking greedy geniuses, man. Not greedy, just capitalistic capitalistic society. They're greedy, that's But yeah, yeah. So uh, glad I didn't see it. Yeah, it's Tim Burton, too. I'm done with him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, you know, he's not my cup of tea, I guess. Like I said, Big Eyes is good, but it's because he worked his way around being himself. He just. (laughs) (laughs) That's not an insult or anything. No, no. Just just don't be like you. Yeah, just do a real, just do a movie. You fuck. Just do a movie. Right. And don't put fucking Johnny Depp in it or your ex-wife. It's funny. I'm so sick of him that I feel like if I go back and even watch like Edward Scissorhands or something, it's going to bother me because I liked it when I was younger, but like I'm done with his style now. And I feel Mm. like that carries over to his old stuff where I'm going to watch it and be like, I don't know. I feel like you just don't revisit it until you're in a Tim Burton mood. 
I think that's the way to do it because I think he's very much, he's like the Austin Powers of directors. Now you can watch Austin Powers, but most of the time you're not in the mood for it's Austin true. Powers. And if you're not in the mood for Austin Powers, it can grate on you. You know what's funny is I actually think his Planet of the Apes gets a little bit too much flack. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. I knew this was coming. Tim Roth is great. Yeah, Tim Roth. Yeah, well, you just love I Tim do. Roth. But yeah, okay. Are we on to the last one? Yeah, sure. So what we do in the shadows, the TV series, FX TV series this last week. Yep. Directed by uh, my boy, Taika Waititi. Did he direct the episode? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Wow. I didn't Um, know that. Yeah. Um, It's pretty good. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It delivered. (laughs) It delivered. Um, My worry would be this might be too niche for, I mean, it is sort of like that's what that's what cable is for. It's, it's on a cable network. It yeah. gives it hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like, it's one of those things where like, uh, you know, broadcasting was like the, the like, get as wide of a, an audience as we possibly right. can back in the, you know, 60s and 70s. But now with, with cable in the 70s and 80s, narrow casting being like the, the thing. So maybe it'll find its audience. I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought um, I thought the changes were good. The uh, well, it had enough that was the same too. Yes, you know what I mean. Like the characters all kind of fit the the archetypes that right. they were there were in the movie, the, and then they added the bald energy vampire. The energy which vampire. I was, love that concept. That was the moment where you were like, oh. Oh, this isn't going to be just a carbon copy, you know? It, it really raised the bar for like the whole ep- like the whole show, really. Well, and the idea that like you might you know some energy vampires, and yes. you're like, yeah, I certainly do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, sometimes I feel like one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, if you're into comedies, I say everybody check this out. It's on FX Wednesday nights. Set your DVRs. Yep. I, I don't think that Tyke is going to keep directing uh, Jermaine. No, I, I don't Jer- think so either. Yeah, Jermaine, uh, one of the other vampires, and then Tyka, um, they both, uh, uh, you know, wrote and directed or whatever this one. I don't expect them to keep being so heavily involved, um, just because Tyka's Tyka's a busy guy. He got he's got like two movies. He's got that Bobo or bu- sorry Bubbles or Bobo. Which which one is uh, Michael Jackson's? Uh, 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 Whatchamacallit? His, you his caught pet. me at a yawn with yeah. your question. You're which, that energy vampire yeah. in you. Which, which one is it? It's Bubbles or? Uh, I think Bubbles the Chimp. Yeah, Bubbles the Chimp. He's, so got, he's, a, got, his, he's got his claymation Bubbles the Chimp movie okay. coming out. And he's got that, uh, I don't know, that one with Scarlett Johansson. The Nazi one? The Nazi one. Then he's also directing an episode of um, The Mandalorian. So, I mean, dude's pretty busy. So, I don't expect him to be... So hands on. I mean, with just this. so long as he's looking at it and saying, "Okay, I approve of the tone and everything like that." I'm yeah, I'm excited. Exactly. So. Yeah, but uh, good. I'm I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Why I, not? I hope that they bring some of those characters in as as guest stars, though. Yes, that. Although is, I think the problem with that is you've already kind of created characters that are just like them, hmm. so the gag would have to kind of be like. You know, maybe they meet and they don't like the alternate version of themselves. Well, you know which characters you could bring in are, uh, and he's like my favorite in the um, the show that they did on HBO is the the agent, the for agent swearwolves. Swear, yes, that character well, can come in. Well, werewolves, not swearwolves. Yes, yes. He's also uh, uh, God damn it! What was the show called? 
that they, uh, Flight, well, of the Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords, duh. Yeah. Fucking fantastic show. It was show. great. That's, I mean, just throw that in shit AIDS. we watched. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You uh, could be a part-time model. You could model part-time. Yeah. It's a great show. Yep, I would agree. Anyways, are we uh, done with shit we watched? Uh, yes, we are. So our topic. Deadpool. Deadpool 3. Yes. So um, with the Disney merger, the reason we're talking about this is the Disney merger happened. And supposedly, you know, they're going to be doing a bunch of different things with all these different properties that they uh, they inherited. Um, but Deadpool is basically the only one that's going to be surviving from the sort of Marvel brand of, of Fox. Yes. Because X-Men has to be redone. Yep. So, and Fantastic Four will be redone, obviously. So... We decided, wouldn't it be interesting to pitch a Deadpool 3 with Disney being the owner in mind? Yes. So I'm interested to hear what you got. So I think you take the narration character from Ant-Man. Uh, I forget the actor's name. The Hispanic Michael Pena. Uh, Michael Pena. Um, and you kind of have him go through the entire Marvel Universe. And this has been discussed that they should do this anyway. Mm-hmm. But you you like he works Deadpool into the stories. Okay. So you have to get like the whole cast to do at least one more movie, even if their characters die this time. OK. And you have like Deadpool pop up at random moments like like Deadpool in a scene with Jeff Bridges and Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Or like, you know what I'm saying? OK. Like, OK. You you put Ed Norton in as the Hulk. Oh oh, we're d- deep cuts. Yes, it's fourth wall breaking time. That you would acknowledge be pretty good. this, like right. You do shit like that. Uh, you have a scene with Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle if you want. That would be pretty good. Or you have like Deadpool joke about how you know what like, if Deadpool? Yeah, whoa, you look way different. What like, if Deadpool is the reason? That there's the swaps. There you what go. What if he kills the originals? Sure. Oh, you have a scene. No. Okay. See, now I'm just. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten past the second Marvel movie. Right. Yeah. But you have a scene with Terrence Howard and Ed Norton, like involving Deadpool. Right. Yeah. Where they're like shoot, like talking to each other on the phone, like all oh, these fuckers over it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Tell me about it, man. You know, then Deadpool can come in and be like, yeah, they want to make my movie PG-13. Right. Can you believe that yes, shit? Yeah. So you go through the entirety of the entire Infinity Saga or whatever. OK. OK. With Deadpool, like like he's telling the story to someone who has no idea and he's just bullshitting that Deadpool what? was was around for all of it. What is Deadpool? What does Deadpool do once the movie ends and Michael Pena is done telling the story? Nothing. So he doesn't he doesn't contact Michael Pena in any way. No. Okay. Michael Pena saw the Deadpool movies. Okay. And he met this fucking person who's like from another country or something. Okay. Something's happening. Infinity War related. Okay. And like the guy has no clue what's fucking going on. And Michael Pena sets sits him down and is like. All right. Well, let me get you up to speed. Okay. And then you go through and it's, you know, it's all Deadpool scattered throughout the Marvel universe at the different times. So then like maybe at like, so eventually end game, you know, maybe they defeat Thanos, whatnot. Then uh, like Deadpool can come up and like give like a dead Thanos, like a wedgie. 
Sure. Yeah. Why not? He can do whatever they can do whatever yeah. they want. Okay. All right. But but the the key is that Deadpool doesn't exist in the MCU. So it's so it's all made up by Michael. It's Pena. an MCU movie with a character who's not in the MCU. He exists in the MCU as a movie. As a movie character. Right. Okay. So there is right. a Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool in the MCU. Correct. Like okay. maybe that's what they did after they're like, you know, that like post credit scene in the first Avengers mm-hmm. where they're all like picking out at the diner or right. whatever. Yeah. After that meal, they went and saw Deadpool or something. Okay. Something okay. along those lines. Okay. Although okay. it wasn't out yet, but. But maybe, you could maybe, do it. Maybe in that yeah, universe you could it was. Do it. Yeah, right. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my pitch. You you work in jokes about like you it's it's a commentary on the ridiculousness of the fact that this marvel universe even exists and how long it's been happening and how many fucking movies there have Mm -hmm. been you know i would love to see like ryan reynolds as as deadpool Mm -hmm. in a scene with anthony hopkins you know absolutely absolutely yeah and i and i do think like uh uh I think he would play well off of some of these actors. Like Chris Evans has a good comedic timing. Sure. Yeah. So does uh, Hemsworth. So it'd actually be fun to see him in a scene with right. some of these guys. Well, and, and they're not, because the story's being told as if Deadpool was always around. Like, yeah. the actors aren't like acting as if it's weird to have him there. Yeah. They're just, it's like, just oh, like, oh, yeah, this is part, this is De- what happened. Deadpool for Asgard. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what you do. That's right. my pitch. All right. All right. So um, mine, I'm so glad that yours is completely different. Like, all we're, right. We are on completely different wavelengths on this, which is great. So mine starts out with. Uh, <laughs> I can't I just feel like it's going to be goofy already. Oh, yeah. So Deadpool rides out. So Disney logo comes castle. That little uh, doorway at the bottom. Deadpool is riding a giant chimichanga. Okay. And he's got his guns on at his sides and he's shooting those guns and out of the guns comes little little di- like Mickey Mouse's. And the little Mickey Mouse's say, "I'm in charge now, bitch." Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. And that's that's the that's the beginning. Deadpool wakes up. It was all a dream. He's freaking out. Vanessa's there. I think that's his girlfriend's name. Yes. And uh and so, so yeah, they're, they're, he's freaking out and he's kind of like, that was a really weird fucking dream. It's almost like Disney is like, you know, in charge of my fucking movie now. So um, they go out into the street and, you know, it's kind of like, let's go get some ice cream or whatever. So they go out into the street <laughs> they, and then they're all like, well, it's really fucking dead out here. It's like nobody, nobody in, in the city. It's fucking freaking them out. They're not freaking them out, but they're just kind of like, it's fucking weird. It's weird. Nobody's out. Yeah. yeah. Then Vanessa... All of a sudden, starts disappearing, a la the snap. Oh, okay. Then, so Deadpool's like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Goes to, he's like, "All right, I need some backup." What the, you know, he's he's all alone. You know, you got like the wide shot of like the uh, the the streets with like the newspapers blowing in yeah, the wind. Yeah, like standard apocalypse yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He goes to the X Mansion. Nobody's at the Axe Mansion. Finally, like, starts knocking on the door. The fucking door, like, the whole building falls down because it's just a fucking set. It's a set. It was, yes. yeah, okay. So now he's running through this, this, this wasteland, and it's where we kind of get a little bit of a parallel to Logan 
where it's like this post-apocalyptic sort of like deserty. We can do it. You can be like, oh, I don't know how Logan. I don't know how Hugh Jackman did it for like the whole movie with Mad all Max this style. Yeah, Mad so, Max yeah. style. Yeah, he's getting chased now. He's getting chased by a guy. Now this is a this is a Deadpool like villain named T Ray. Okay. He says now he's now I'm gonna I'm tweaking his character a little bit. He says that he is the real Wade Wilson. Now in the comics he's like this really '90s looking dude. He's got like a bandaid over his nose. He's um really big. He wears like a crop top top shirt. He's gray. He's got like a, a an orange mullet. Um. He is he is something else. I'm tweaking him just a little. I'm keeping the orange mullet though, but he's going to be kind of like a superhero, like the clean version. He says, "I'm the re- real Wade Wilson, and you are this guy named like I forget what he calls him, like Frank or something like that, who actually killed his wife, and so he wants revenge." And he's like, "You're not a real hero. I'm a real hero." So now it's kind of like uh, 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 Deadpool is the Man in Black. And this guy is that uh, okay. Deschain Roland, Roland Deschain. Uh, so chasing through, eventually a rift opens up in reality. All of a sudden, Deadpool is thrust into all of the new properties that Disney has now acquired. He shows up in an alien movie, but it's the Disney version of an alien ah, movie. Okay. He shows up in Die Hard, but it's the Disney version of Die Hard. And he's like, this is not right. This universe isn't right. He eventually shows up in the Marvel Universe. Does he show up in Star Wars? No, no, he's okay. So the only star. So the only. Okay. I have to do that because there's just too much potential there. But it's only- you were going to say post acquisition yes. of dead. Okay. Yes. He was going to show up in the other Fox properties. Yeah. Basically. Like, yeah. Like the new X-Men, the new fantastic Deadpool four and star Wars could have been an entire pitch on its yes. own. Yep. But he's going to show up. He's going to show up in all of these. He's kind of like he's dimension hopping. He's like, this is not right. All of this is weird. You know, he eventually gets to the Marvel universe and it's PG 13. And he can't, he's like, what the, and then shit, like, like a bus goes by and honks. So he what can't swear. Yeah. Or... Yeah. He can't swear. He can't do anything. Um, kind of like the good place. Uh, there's no swearing. There's only certain things he can do. And it's kind of like, it's actually a giant commentary on the whole, like, you're neutering me on okay. Deadpool. Sure. Um, yeah. And he ends up there and basically he's like, I got to get my universe back and I got to get my girl back. For some reason, that also reminded me of like Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, where he just yes. can't lie and he's frustrated. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, and we're going to play that up. We're going to okay. play that up. And eventually he does something and like eventually he breaks like the Marvel Universe, like he kills somebody and he starts swearing. and It's just like this bloody mess. And then they're just like, you can't be a part of this. Like Kevin Feige shows up or something. Real fourth wall. Bob Iger shows up in the movie. <laughs> And James like, Gunn shows up. Look what they did to me. Yes, it's right. Yes. That would be perfect. We're, we're getting really fourth wall on this. So the idea is that it's a commentary on big conglomerates and it's a commentary on potential censorship because of big conglomerates. Here's a question. Yeah. Do you think they'll end up working Deadpool into the MCU or do you think it's just not possible because it's too different of a. 
Deadpool needs to be almost like the Guardians. He needs to be a separate, like okay. he needs to be very separate because his tone works well for him. But when you put him in a Winter Soldier, it gets no, real weird. No, if he weird. showed up and a movie wasn't R, it would be stupid too. Well, that's I mean, why I'm saying you could do PG-13. It just has to be, he has to do comedy because he knows he's in a movie. The whole my oh, whole movie. I see what you're saying. So he he would pop up in a Marvel. Yeah, that's it's so bizarre how they would have to do it. Yeah. So I don't think that would work. It depends. It really depends. It has to be a special kind of movie like the one I pitched where like that's what it's about. Yes. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. And that's why like, you know, it's mine starts out rated R, ends up becoming PG-13 okay. for a yep. short bit, then becomes R again. Sure. Um, you could reboot Deadpool. I feel like in five, 10 years and make him kind of more of a real character. That's not and make him PG 13. Yeah. But isn't he, isn't the fact that a character's shtick is that he breaks the fourth wall. Doesn't that like, it doesn't really work if you're trying to take the, the other characters seriously. Like if you have this shared universe and there's one character who admits that it's all a movie. It like breaks, you have to be it, it, very careful with breaks, how that would be done. It breaks everything. The The way that you play it off and the way that they've done it in the comics is that you play him off as a crazy person. Nobody believes him. Believes him. Okay. Um, and, and they play it up to the point where you think maybe he could be crazy. Sure. But you know, he's not because you're sitting, you're, he's right. talking to you. It's, it's, it, that's the whole point. Okay. But they do, but they do separate things to make you think he's crazy. Like he, he has crazy emotional reactions to things, you know? Um, he is he, a fun character. He's a fun idea. He is. He is. So yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's my pitch. All right. Yeah. What do you think they'll actually do? <sighs> they finish the series with Ryan Reynolds and they shelve, Deadpool. I just feel like he makes too much money. He does make too much money. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to shelve. I really don't. Maybe a cartoon. Maybe a cartoon version of Deadpool. That's a la like, uh, like spider verse or something. I just think they keep making them. But, but again, like the, the way that the superhero genre has worked out now is like, you can't not be a shared universe. Like DC can't let it go for Christ's sake. Even when it doesn't work. Okay. I forgot this in my pitch. That's the other thing too, is like Disney is trying to make all of these new properties, like in the same universe. So like Die Hard takes place in the alien universe. It's the, I wanted to do a commentary on like (laughs) the whole, like everything needs to be a shared universe too. So it's I, I wanted to do comment like Deadpool is the best when he makes like commentary That's on the point, shit. Right. Yeah. So you got to do a commentary on shared universes and you got to do a commentary on big conglomerates. Those are the two. And the fact that it's just so nuts that Disney owns so much shit now. Will Disney be self-deprecating enough? I think you could do it. They did a decent little Wreck-It Ralph had a nice like. Mm. Kind of giving Disney some shit. I think Disney would. I think Disney. It would be good for the brand if they did. Yeah, I it, agree. Um, Everybody's would, aware of it now. We yes. know what you are. Yes. So yeah, you can't hide. Right. So, but yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to a podcast, Film Stripping. Okay. Uh, basically, this guy sent us a message. Uh, he said he really liked the show, so um, he has a show. So clearly, you know, just to be a nice guy, I went and checked out his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and uh, him and Erica is the girl's name. His name is Chris. They basically each month have a topic of a genre or type of movie. Okay. And then they're going to watch 
movies each week oh. in that genre. So the first one was Fuck You, It's January. Okay. And it included uh, Daybreakers, The Gray, you know, Save the Last Dance, that kind of shit. Oh, oh. But yeah, the, the reason I immediately got excited was because he's got an episode on The Greatest Showman in here, which I haven't listened to yet. Mm -hmm. And he's got an episode on The Gray. So immediately I'm like, I got to watch this. But it's kind of a fun idea for a show. Yeah. And uh I can tell they get more comfortable as you continue listening, mm -hmm. which I can understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You people back out there, uh, don't go listen to the first episode. We should probably like when we start a Patreon, we should hide that behind a paywall someday. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, we I don't like want that. the world to listen to that. that. But, I haven't um, listened to it since we recorded it, actually. It's not good. Is Their it? Their first episode sounds better than ours. But yeah, go check them out. It's uh, film stripping. I'm listening to it on Spotify. I'm a, I am know it's on iTunes. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it's pretty fun to listen to. Cool. So I will, uh, I'll be checking them out too, because uh, you know, anybody who comes in and decides to drop a line, give us, you know, some feedback, uh, you, you deserve a listen. Absolutely. I would agree. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you, Chris. Um, hope you keep enjoying it and all of you out there, uh, make sure you're, you know, sending me messages, review us on iTunes. I'm keeping an eye on stuff like that and it's well appreciated here. Um, there's some shout outs I still owe, but I'm going to try to keep it at like one and episode if i'm doing it right so, but yeah thank you for uh, listening everybody out there thank you for listening have a great night or day or whatever time it is goodbye